Hey, coaches. As my business has grown, I've routinely asked myself what role I want my business to play in my life. And for me, that means taking time to be with my family and friends as we enjoy our new Michigan Lake House in the summer months. All of this is to say that over the coming few months, you'll notice that we're releasing some replays and remixes. These were the episodes that you guys loved the most. We're doing this so that we don't have a massive gap or period of time without any new episodes. You'll also see Jill Emanuel, my lead financial coach, host a few episodes as well, which will be a fun way of mixing things up. I hope that this intentional time off helps to inspire you to do the same for your business. We will see you next week with a brand new episode. I'm ahead of the game. Hi, I'm Kelsa Dickey, the CEO of the Financial Coach Academy and my financial coaching business, Fiscal Fitness Phoenix. My coaching journey began more than a decade ago with me helping people for free from my dining room table. What was once a little business of mine has grown into a seven-figure company that employs a team of people. My goal is simple, to help you fall more and more in love with financial coaching. I believe financial coaching is the most rewarding way to make a living. If you are an aspiring financial coach or have been coaching for years, I'm here to help you create a business you love that gets your clients massive results. Let's get to it. Hey, 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 financial coach. I am super excited for this episode. We're going to talk about niching down, specifically niching down 101. We're going to dive in even deeper to this topic in the next couple of episodes as well. But first, let's talk about what is niching down. Niching down is identifying a smaller segment of your audience to target so that you can deliver a more specific and tailored offering that speaks to them directly, as opposed to a general offer that reaches a larger audience. It's really all about specializing, okay? It also means choosing a niche and um, identifying your ideal client are the same thing, just so you know. So if you hear niching or niching or ideal client or ICA, ideal client avatar, those words are all used interchangeably, okay? Niching down is the idea that instead of casting a wide net and saying you can help everyone, um, if a person has money or makes money and has a pulse, I can help you, right? As opposed to saying that, you work to slowly narrow down who you serve best. One great example of a niche is financial coaches. Financial coaching is a niche all by itself. So if you think about it, coaching is the overall industry, right? And then within coaching is life coaching. So we're narrowing that niche even more. And then within the category of life coaching, that's where financial coaching lands, right? So we want to try and narrow down your niche little by little as you gain experience. Now let's talk about why niching down works. There is this saying, the riches are in the niches. Well, let's talk about why that is. The first is that you get to talk directly to your people. When you niche down, someone finds your social media or your website, and hopefully what they're going to think is, oh my God, she's speaking right to me, or she read my mind, or how does she know, or oh, she gets me, right? That's what you want people to say, and you're able to elicit that when you've niched down properly. Niching down also helps you stand out from what every other financial coach is sharing, you can mirror the language that your ideal client speaks. For example, 
My clients, we uh, focus on fitness people. They do not use the word budget. They don't walk around saying, I want a budget. They don't walk around saying, I need a budget or anything like that. What they say is plan. They have a nutrition plan for their coaching or their training, right? They've got a training plan that they follow. And so the word plan speaks to them more than budget. So if you were to go to our website, you're going to see the word plan just about everywhere. And rarely will you see the word budget. You also are able to target your messaging, which leads to stronger marketing. Because once you know who you want to focus on, you know who you want to find. And so then it's easier to determine where are they, what do they care most about, what are their desires, what do they worry about when it comes to money. And there is just so much clarity that comes from making this decision on who you want to serve. My niche is athletes and fitness professionals, right? So I will do workshops at gyms and I attend fitness conferences and events. I use fitness lingo in my marketing. I pitch myself to podcasts whose audience is people who care about fitness. I know that my people are very disciplined and very routine. They thrive with routine. And I also know that they don't have either of those two things, discipline or routine when it comes to their money. They're winging it, right? But they thrive with routine. And so we're able to appeal to that trait or that quality in our marketing. I know they actually thrive with structure and a plan. I know they feel badass in the gym, but not with money. I know that most personal trainers go into training because they have a passion to help people with their health and fitness, but not necessarily knowing how to handle the business side of things or the financial side of things. And it's really holding them back. It's making it so they can't truly thrive with helping a lot of people because of that. I know they oftentimes question whether or not they should just abandon this sort of side hustle that they have going, even though they love it. You know, it's not really making them tons of money and they're working a full-time job at the same time to try and make ends meet, but they don't love that, but they're making more money doing that. And they often question whether they should just pour themselves more into the job, right? So I just can gain so much clarity on who I'm serving and what they care about because I know who they are, right? Imagine instead that my niche was people who struggle with money. Who exactly is that? What do they care about? Is it parents who worry about providing for their kids? Is it someone who works full-time but would love to start a side business but doesn't know how to do that? Uh, is it a single 25-year-old who's just starting out or a 45-year-old woman experiencing a divorce? It could be all of those people who are possibly struggling financially, right? Not having clarity on who you serve means you don't have clarity on where they are, what they care most about, what they desire or fear, who they are meeting with regularly, what they need both in the way that they need to hear it and what they need as far as your offer, okay? It is incredibly important to niche down and it absolutely makes you more focused in your business and your overall business design comes together faster. It's important for a number of reasons. You can't be everything to everyone. That actually creates imposter syndrome more than almost anything when we're trying to be too many things to too many people. Niching down makes launching and designing your business easier. Once you identify your ideal client, it's easier to know if the business name you're even considering jives well with your audience, right? Once we get into designing a program for you, it helps us narrow down and focus on exactly what our client needs for us inside of that program. Imagine what a program would look like that solves the problems of a single 24-year-old male 
who is getting their paycheck for the very first time, right? As well as a program for somebody who's maybe a 40-year-old married couple who wants help paying off their house faster, right? The types of things and the conversations and the marketing we're going to use and what we add inside of that program is likely very different depending on who we're serving. If you are trying to help too many people, you can easily and quickly find yourself chasing every lead or opportunity and spinning your wheels and not really gaining a lot of traction. That oftentimes happens where we feel like we're just not getting ahead. One of the very first things I want you to focus on, if that is how you're feeling, is niching down. And we're going to give you very clear steps on how to do that uh, in episode 12 of the podcast coming up soon. Uh, niching down also helps you streamline and be more systematic, providing more touch points and a higher level of service because what your client needs, chances are it's the same for the high majority of them. It's a pattern, right? Versus like, I'm going to add this touch point for this type of client and this touch point for this type of client. Um, it just makes your work that much harder. Okay. It also makes your marketing easier. It makes referring to you more easier easy. I say this because if you specialize, when the challenge that you help people solve comes up, guess who people are going to think of? You. This happens all the time. When we get referred somebody um, at Fiscal Fitness and it's not someone that we feel equipped to help, chances are if it's a very specific person and when a coach has gone through the academy and has specifically narrowed their niche, they are who I think of first. And we are absolutely going to be referring those prospects to the coach who loves to serve them, right? And that is exactly what you want. You want people to think of you first when they are talking to your ideal client and specializing and really honing your craft for a specific group of people means that you are going to be top of mind. You are going to be seen as the expert for those people and that is really important. It also helps people to trust you. Chances are you're going to speak more to exactly how they're feeling and what they're needing and what their hesitations are, what their fears are, what their desires are, right? And by doing that, they trust you more, right? Which means that they are more likely to take action because they feel supported and they feel that trust. It also helps with imposter syndrome because we're not trying to be everything to everybody, right? Uh, one of the things that I always joke about is since our uh, clients are fitness people, I can show up to any meeting that I want in my workout clothes for that day. And my ideal client never matters. <laughs> like they never care. They're just like, oh, she's training, right? I feel like I don't even, I can just be myself, right? And it's a really beautiful feeling once you niche down that that's how you get to do it. I always say that I am the best financial coach. And I don't mean that I'm better than you, coach. I don't mean that I'm better than any of the coaches on my team because they are incredible and stellar and amazing. I say that I am the best financial coach because I believe wholeheartedly that I am the best coach for my clients, that for my people, I am the best person for them that I get them, I was them, or I am them, and I get them better than anybody can, right? And so niching down is you having the confidence of peace of mind that you are the best financial coach for your people, hands down. It's not about comparing yourself to any other financial coach. It's not about that. It's about how you feel in your ability to serve the people that you love to serve. Niching down can be really specific. 
or it can be a bit more general. The example I like to give with this is, let's say your niche is skydivers. Now, that is a ultra-specific niche. That is kind of a micro niche, right? Very specific, skydivers only. Another way that you could phrase that possibly is adventure seekers, right? So adventure seekers could absolutely include skydivers, but it's just a bit more general because it could also include scuba divers or BMX bikers or BMX riders. I don't know the right term there, but that's okay. Um, It's just more general, right? Where each of those things is more specific. So our niche for the longest time were folks in the self-care industry or in a self-care profession. And that included people like personal trainers, who's our niche now, but also estheticians, people who do facials and take care of, you know, um, the estheticians of things, naturopathic doctors, massage therapists, um, Anybody in sort of that self-care industry, that's really who we served for a long time. And then just recently, we really leaned in even further. We refined even more to focus on athletes and fitness professionals. But you can be more specific or more general just depending on where you're at in business. I want to provide some examples of niches that we've seen coaches have after the Financial Coach Academy because I love them, all right? I love some of these things. I think they're brilliant and um, unique, and I love, love, love knowing that there are coaches out there who specialize in helping these people. So you can have – the simplest way is by demographic. So you can say, I coach women. Or I coach women who make six-figure incomes, right? Anytime your only characteristics of your niche are demographics, it's too general. I'm just going to put that out there right now. We've got to go deeper than just demographics, okay? It's an okay place to start, but we want to lean into that. We want to define it even more, okay? But that's probably the simplest way. This is sort of like your minimal standard if you're going to do that. The other way that you can niche is more professions or industry specific. So I've got a list here in front of me I'm going to read off. Uh, You've got attorneys working for big law. Maybe they've got golden handcuffs, right? And that could really apply to any profession, but this is just an example of somebody who graduated from the academy. Uh, Doctors, nurses, or medical professionals, they tend to feel like caretakers. They've got a caretaker personality oftentimes, right? Small business owners, and you can get even more specific with this. Is it a particular type of business that you want to focus on or maybe like a service-based versus a product-based business. You could focus on creative types, artists, crafters, tattoo artists, graphic designers, clothing designers, jewelry makers, right? People in a creative space freelancers, military, uh, veterans, families of military, uh, teachers, school staff, educators, professors, uh, fitness and athletes, right? So that's our niche. But we've also had other financial coaches graduate the academy with that niche as well. Restaurant staff, tip earners, anybody who's sort of a day wager, somebody who, you know, if they don't work, they don't get paid sort of thing, or somebody who earns a lot of cash or tips. People with six figures or more of student loan debt, And then police or first responders, just a few examples of very specific professions that you can niche to. Another way to think about this is people who are going through a struggle. And think about this as sort of like a short-term situation or a short-term challenge. So possibly divorce, uh, infertility, a career change, uh, marriage or combining finances, Retirement, So maybe they're looking to make the shift into retirement and they need to learn how to live off of a fixed budget for a while, right? Or a fixed income. Uh, Launching a business or launching a passion project. So somebody, right, the initial steps of launching, they need to help, you know, 
they don't even know what to do first, second, or third when launching a business, right? Coming into a large sum of money, there is a financial coach who specializes in this. It was her experience where she gained an inheritance and had to learn really quickly how to manage a lot of money. And that is absolutely what she helps her clients with now too, which I think is amazing. And then another example is fluctuating incomes or commission-based salespeople who maybe never know what their next paycheck's going to be or when their next commission check's coming in. Realtors are a really great example of that as well. And last in the other category is people who have shared, who have a shared experience. And this is not a temporary shared experience oftentimes, but sort of like a life shared experience. So some examples of this, um, LGBTQIA+, immigrants, uh, those whose first language is something other than English. I would say that these two that I just mentioned um, are absolutely needed. We need more financial coaches helping those last two niches. If that is something you're interested in, if that's something you have a passion for, I want to encourage you to lean into that. Uh, I see it as a great need in our world. Um, Cultural expectations. So maybe you are a coach that helps somebody who has, you know, parental pressures to become a doctor or a scientist, for example, but they really want to do something else and sort of lean into a different profession for themselves and make money in a different way, right? Um, You could specialize or you could niche to black women. That is something that has also come from the Financial Coach Academy uh, on a regular basis. Individuals experiencing neurodivergence is another beautiful example of a coach who specializes. And then single moms or single dads, right? So many examples. This is not easy even the whole list. It is an endless list. Okay. So you have so many options of ways that you could niche down. I think all of these are so amazing and beautiful. And like I said, I love thinking about the fact that there are coaches out there who specialize in helping people. And it makes my heart really happy to know that. And listen, I know that niching down oftentimes feels really scary and I want you to know I have had every single hesitation or objection that you have going through your head right now, whatever you're telling yourself, I promise I've had it too. I have heard them all. And in the next episode, episode 11, I'm going to tackle this very perspective. Why niching down is so scary. So if your brain is swimming right now with a whole bunch of yeah buts, I got you. Don't worry. And then in episode 12, I'm going to tackle how to niche down. And I'm going to give you a step-by-step process that you can use to identify and then continue to refine your niche as a financial coach. But first, it is time for our reflection question at the end of every episode. I like to give you something to ponder and something to consider. Coaching is all about applying what we're learning, doing something about what we know, and reflecting on a topic and gaining clarity on what that means for you is an action. You can simply reflect on this question, journal out the answer, or talk about it with some fellow coaches. The purpose is to deepen your awareness and help you gain clarity on today's topic. Also, please share with me your thoughts. So here's the question. You are walking into a room full of people that you feel absolutely, totally comfortable talking to all of them. You feel at home. You feel comfortable. You feel like you can just be yourself. Who is in that room? You're walking into a room full of people you feel totally comfortable being yourself around. Who is in that room? I believe financial coaching is the best and most rewarding way to make a living. I truly love what I do. 
If you're ready to learn and see how to become a profitable, successful financial coach, check us out at financialcoachacademy.com to learn more about our online resources, free trainings, and events. As always, I love hearing from you too. If you have any questions for this podcast, submit them at financialcoachacademy.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review. It would mean the world to me. See you next week when we'll tackle why niching down is so scary. 